how do you understand the labor market and analytics so that you have a better understanding when a hiring leader or HR comes to you in terms of this is what we want, they're looking for perfection. So you can look at the market and say, I know this is what you want. This is what's available. If we tweak the job description this way, that way, change the title here or there, this is how we're going to expand the candidate pool. And then we built a process where the hiring managers are part of the discussions. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dull, and on this show, we interview today's industry leaders in talent acquisition to discuss challenges, best practices, and what the future holds. If you are working in talent acquisition and have always wanted to sit down with your peers at other companies to exchange ideas and learn, well, this show is the next best thing. Join us each week as we bring you a new expert interview and extract their expertise. This episode is brought to you by SageMark HR. Transform your recruiting practices with leading-edge technology. Selecting the right recruiting solutions to enable your strategy is one of the biggest challenges leaders face today. You know technology will help, but searching all the options to find out what will work best for your specific needs can be both overwhelming and time-consuming. At SageMark HR, we make selecting the right recruiting technology easy. Our proven process has helped companies such as 3M, Comcast, Stryker, Walgreens, and many more. Reach out to us at SageMark HR for a free consultation to learn how we can help you improve results with less stress and confidently change from reacting to leading. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dull. Today, I have a conversation with Susan Gray. Susan is the Global Director of Talent Acquisition with Vontier. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great. So let's start off like we always do. If you wouldn't mind sharing kind of at a high level, a little bit about your background, how you got started in TA, and maybe a few of the roles that you've held leading up to your current position at Vontier. Thank you so much for asking. So I have the great fortune of saying most of my career has been in talent acquisition or recruiting. Started shortly out of college, came to Houston, originally from Michigan, the economy wasn't great, so came down here. Started with a employment agency. Great experience, 100 plus calls a day, cold calling. Still remember the metrics I was held to, 15 send outs, 15 interviews, and 15 new clients, job posts a week. The great training. From there, I worked for another agency, then had my first child. And it's so interesting, it's the world's changed. And like so many first-time moms, didn't want to leave him. You know, work at home wasn't a thing back then. So I started my own company. One of my clients reached out and specialized in sales recruiting for the technology industry as it was starting to boom. So, so exciting. You know, as time would have it, worked with so many of the companies as they were building their sales teams. And one of my biggest clients was Hewlett Packard or Compaq. In fact, worked with Compaq and Hewlett Packard and Digital as they all got acquired by different companies and decided to join them initially as a consultant and join full-time. Was there over 15 years and so many great experiences, mergers and acquisitions. When we merged and acquired EDS, it was part of that, built inside sales centers. At one time, I managed our public sector recruiting organization. So much fun. It's a great 
world where everyone's a competitor, but everyone's a partner and you need a clearance. So in addition to finding hard to fill positions, you get to do that. Through the public sector experience, worked with a phenomenal person. I have to call her out because I love her so dearly, Katie Bowen. And we built together a very successful veteran program, not just for recruiting, but across all aspects of the organization. And from there, my last role at HP was inclusion, diversity, equity, right? As that was starting in terms of strategies and how do we build programs and really ensure that we're bringing in the best and the brightest, but looking in on a global scale, which was great, right? So many companies look at it just in specific countries, but looking at what diversity means across the globe, quite a bit different based upon the region. Then went back into business for myself and again, joined a client, which is Vontier. Yeah. And absolutely love it here. I currently lead talent acquisition globally. We're only three years old, just celebrated our third year birthday, but our oldest operating company is over 100 years old. And excited to work in a fast-paced, innovative environment where we're driving change for tomorrow. That's great. Let's talk a little bit about Vontier. If you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about the business, what Vontier does as a business, and then maybe get into a little more around your team. How big is your team and how many roles do you fill? Some of those types of questions. Great question. So I don't know if I have all the specific metrics at hand. Almost wish like I had my Excel or my PowerPoint or Power BI with all the great metrics. But Vontier, three-year-old company. I'm based here in Houston. We're based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. The company was established in 2020, so I always laugh. And the co-reason the company was set up, you know, was looking at the decade ahead. And the reason I laugh is the irony is as you looked at the decade, you thought the biggest story was going to be mobility, which it is now. But if we think about 2020, whoever thought we were going to have COVID and then change to the labor market and such like that at that time. The company was set up as we looked at the decade and looked at McKinsey and different labor studies. There was a huge opportunity to bring together operating companies from an organization by the name of Fortif to really look at how do we build a more sustainable future. So the companies that make up Bontier are companies that you probably have worked with or touched since you've started driving without even realizing it. So whether you drive a gas powered car or electrical powered car or use alternative fuels like biofuels, trash to gas or hydrogen or our largest operating company is Gilbarco, which is now known as Gilbarco Fueling Solutions. So if you look at the gas pump and you look at the hardened plastic underneath the pump, we manufacture the pumps as well as the technology, the software as a service, that whole payment system. So say you're filling up your car and you get thirsty and you go inside 7-Eleven or Bucky's or whatever the C store is, blah, you know, wah, wah. The whole point of sales system and the whole inventory system is us. So that's our Invenco by GBR brand. As you're filling up your car, you may look and realize, oh my gosh, it's dirty. I need to clean it. Well, one of our newer operating companies is a company by the name of DRB. And DRB, if you think about car washes today, you know how you can hold up your phone and it's all automated. We do that. That's us. Like we started out of Ohio, small little mom and pop, acquired, acquired, acquired. And what it is, it's a whole organization and all the new technology in cars, you need a clean car. So thinking back to your car, if you look at cars today versus 20 years ago, what's the biggest difference? 
used to be 20 years ago or a little bit longer, you started to see those screens and the Teslas and high end, but you see them everywhere today. Well, those don't run well unless, you know, you have a clean car. But the other thing is Teletrack Navmen, which you may or may not have heard of, is a fleet management company, another technology company. And it's so cool because there's a lot of interchange, right? You have the computer in the car. So it's all, how do you manage those fleets, the whole software as a service piece of our business? Going back to the car, I just had this happen before I left for Europe. I was just in Europe for two weeks. Anyway, say you realize that you need a tire change. Well, uh, one of our smaller operating companies is Coates, C-O-A-T-S, which was part of Hennessy, and it's tire changing equipment. So, you know, and then our newest equipment is sparking on, drives a part piece called a valve. It's electrical charging, but it's not just the charging. It's how do you ensure the power supplies there to charge your car? And I did mention biofuels and such like that. Mm -hmm. So when you look at my team, I have four direct reports that focus around the globe for volunteer corporate, as well as work with a big team remotely. And we do so many exciting types of positions, everything from sales to service to operations. There's manufacturing, finance, HR, and it really is a huge focus in terms of building a more sustainable future. How do we accelerate the future today? Okay. So how large is your total team and how many positions do you usually hire on a global scale on an annual basis, roughly? Well, there you go. Looking for my KPIs. So last year across Frontier, direct and indirect, we filled over, I want to say over 2000 positions. As we look at the team, there's different levels and such like that. And then what was your other question? Just roughly how many people are on your team? Just Yeah, I have four. It doesn't have to be exact. Yeah, I have four directs as well as a big expanded team across that I work with. Just this morning, I was on with an individual from Europe, somebody from New Zealand. So it's exciting. I get to work with people across the globe. Great. Great. Let's talk a little bit about the last couple of years and maybe some of the initiatives that you and your team have led. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about when you came in, I know it's only a three-year-old company. I know you were coming out of COVID. What are maybe a couple of the initiatives you're proud of uh, that you and the team have led over the last couple of years? So I think there's a few things, right? You know, one of the areas, and it's difficult to prioritize, right? But I think when you look at a company where you're a holding company of different operating companies, I just finished a great book. And one of the things they talk about is an opportunity to look at how do you simplify processes, standardize processes and build best in class work. So that was a huge piece of what we undertook. We had the term Kaizen. We worked with the Kaizen across the globe to get visions of different people, our stakeholders, our hiring managers, our HR, our recruiters, and have built out a best in class processes and such like that. And the process sounds so boring, but it's so important that people know what to do when and know how to do it. So we really focused in terms of training and education. But the other thing we did is we built out a resource center so people could easily find information on each step. So we went from having to look on this SharePoint and that SharePoint and what this team site and such to build a more simplified process where it was easier to find things. One of my proudest accomplishments, if you think about cost per hire, is when I first joined the company was really heavily reliant on agencies and we very rarely go to agencies. So we've really embedded a deep philosophy where we've gone from 
calling an agency when they needed help to identifying how to source and recruit and be more talent consultants. One of the things we put in place was an enterprise license, and it really taught people, how do you understand the labor market and analytics so that you have a better understanding when the hiring leader or HR comes to you in terms of this is what we want, they're looking for perfection. So you can look at the market and say, I know this is what you want. This is what's available. If we tweak the job description this way, that way, change the title here or there, this is how we're going to expand the candidate pool. And then we built a process where the hiring managers are part of the discussion. It's a very collaborative um, conversation so that we build things together and provide all that insight to the leaders. Great. Any questions surrounding that? I'll- yeah, I, I think the the process improvement initiative and, and using Kaizen events. I grew up in manufacturing as well and Lean Six Sigma and, and leveraging Kaizen and, and other methodologies. What were some of the, the key takeaways or the biggest opportunities that you found from a process standpoint going through that exercise on a global scale? That's a great question. I think it was, how do you simplify things and how do you make things easy to find? And how do you provide a consistent way of doing things, which sounds like such a trite thing, but if people know what the basics of making the cake, they can always add the extra sprinkles and decorate it differently at then. But if they know step-by-step what they need to do, they develop confidence and then you can build on the different pieces to make it better. The Kaizen events, for those that haven't done them, they're amazing with the Miro board and really It allowed us to focus on one of the things we do here is something called critical view. But what it's such a great practice because what you realize is there's so many things you want to do, but to do things well, you can't do everything. So one of my key learnings is the importance of prioritization and focus and really having clear accountability to drive through the actions that you say you're going to do, but ensuring that you're not just including the audience, say, of recruiters, but you're including your stakeholders. Yeah, I think there's some great lessons in there for the audience. I couldn't agree more. I think the importance of prioritizing and focusing on what matters most and what's going to drive the greatest value for the organization, absolutely critical and so hard in TA because there's so much noise, so many people competing for attention and feedback and responsiveness on all these different things. And in order to really drive the change, it sounds counterintuitive, you really need to drill down on those critical few things that matter the most. And most importantly, you have to be okay with being bad at a few other things for a period of time in order to fix those things that matter the most. And it's really, really hard to do, but I think it's a great lesson for folks in the audience listening to it. And I'm assuming that that yielded great results for you. Tremendous. As you say that, I'm visualizing the basic chart, which I know you've seen because you come out of it, right? High effort, high reward, low effort, high reward, low effort, low reward. So it's really forcing yourself to prioritize because everything sounds great. And it's really thinking about, is this going to cost me money? How much time is it going to take? And is the time and money investment going to be worth it? So it really, it forces you to focus on doing the right things, but also being realistic in terms of the expectations. And you know what I love that you just said is learnings, right? I think my key learning as a leader is 
nothing's perfect to begin with, but it's that continuous learning and continuous improvement process. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, the chart is amazing when you look at the intersection of effort and reward and trying to map everything onto that chart and where it is. And you find, too, if you end up getting into lean and we're geeking out a little bit here on manufacturing terms, kind of going into to lean and identifying pockets of waste and value-added time versus tack time and how, where is there waste in your process and how can you reduce that? It becomes really, really valuable for recruiting organizations to look at things through that lens, especially from just on your process elements. And I'm sure you found large pockets of waste. Yeah. The other thing that we started to do and that it leans into what you're saying is meeting with the leaders across the HR organization, because it's understanding that although talent acquisition, talent attraction, it's all part of HR, but you can't do specific initiatives without having HRIT have the bandwidth to help you. Yep. You can't do certain initiatives unless your legal team can support you. And it really, I think more and more as we look at it, it's what are your independencies and do they have, yep. not just do you want to do it, but do your partners have the bandwidth to help get you over the finish line? Yeah, interdependencies and collaboration is really critical to make sure everyone's bought in and that, yeah, that those other departments that you're going to depend on to move an initiative forward have the bandwidth and capacity to be able to support you as well as are aligned with your strategic initiative. That That's really important. Totally agree. And the other thing we really closely do here is look at the business. This is all about the business. So how do we ensure I brought up the lowering agency fees? Well, that helps profitability time to build that helps efficiency, but how do we ensure we're bringing in people that we want to work with that build this high energy culture that's out there to drive change? Great. Great. Well, let's take a look forward a little bit. So it sounds like you've done some excellent work with the organization over the last couple of years. What do you see for the future? What Maybe what's one or two initiatives that you're looking at you know, for the next year or two that, that your organization is focused on? Right now, I mentioned we had built a resource center for recruiting, and it was more the recruiters themselves, the HR, the hiring managers, but our focus is on the employee. And if you think about it, I think more and more, I think we in recruiting and talent acquisition are realizing we've got to do better by our employees. We say you own your career, but do they understand what opportunities are? Do we make it easy for them to apply? Do we provide them something user-friendly that they understand? Are we using terms there? I understand. So many times we use the term internal mobility. Well, even in an HR, mobility can mean relocation. So one of the key projects we're working on is really building out a program to make it easier for individuals to define their career journey and look at their career opportunities and build competencies and skills that'll get them where they need to go. The second area that excites me, right? When you think of the possibilities is, and we're already seeing it with, you know, some of the new releases across the different technology platforms for HR is AI. So we introduced our own version of AI. So we started playing with that. And it really is, how do we utilize some of the tools to automate things that are arduous tasks that previously took a lot of time to simplify those, to make those more efficient so we can focus in on the value-add work. 
Mm-hmm. Focus in on spending the time with candidates so they have a great experience. Focus in on our hiring managers, on our business, so that we're really more strategic partners. And I was really excited to get a be a part of the AI pilot, but even with like our resource center, building in some chat functionality so that you're not just saying, oh, let's add this to the FAQs, but how do we automate and build that continuous learning together? That's great. No, I'm really excited to hear that. You're hitting on something that's near and dear to my heart. I think I love how you talked about with the first initiative, like how do we make this easier for our employees, for candidates, like making it easy. And I always kind of say that simple is powerful. And in HR and in TA, unfortunately, we are a bit infamous for making easy things hard and complicated with cumbersome process and words that people don't understand and jargon and those kinds of things. And so when you really take a look inward and focus on trying to simplify those things and making things easy for people, there's tremendous business value in that taking the friction out of those processes. And then the second element is where I focus an inordinate amount of my time, probably 90% of my time is focused with clients rolling up our sleeves, looking at kind of those process elements, how can we leverage technology to remove a lot of that friction, remove that delay, improve it to automate routine tasks and free up the recruiting resources for higher value add tasks, those types of things. It is really important for organizations today to look at those things, but it's also very complex. It's not. It's easy to say we have to do this, but when you start getting into who's going to do this for me? How are we going to design this? How will it actually work? Where will we automate? Where will we have human intervention? It gets real complex real fast and getting that right is really important out the back end. So that's a really excellent initiative that you have. And I'm confident based on what you've described earlier on your process rigor and things like that, that you'll do the right amount of work to get that right. And and the value out the back end is huge. So kudos to you for having that as an initiative. Thank you. Yeah. The other key focus area we have that I'm so amazed at here is we have something called the journey to allyship. So as you think about the voices and you think about inclusion, diversity, equity, my big word, you know, that I think the longer I'm in a career and visit with people and learn why they leave is building that sense of belonging and understanding what it means to belong and be part of a team. And so one of the things that put a smile on our, my face is our CEO, Mark Morelli. There's a badge system. And if you go through this online training and different courses and go to our employee resource group meetings and such, you can get a badge. And even our CEO has his journey to allyship badge. And I think that's so important because as professionals, you want to go someplace where your voice matters, your voice is heard, and you can make a difference and impact. That's great. That's great. No, I completely agree. And thanks for sharing that. Final question for you is, we've got a large audience of TA professionals and other professionals interested in talent acquisition. You've done some great things. You've shared a lot already. Is there a piece of advice that you'd like to share with the audience to help them? Maybe something that you learned early on in your career, something you say to your team, something that resonates that you think really would help people in the talent acquisition space? So I'm going to use a quote that I'm staring at that I keep right in front of my desk. And it's do one thing every day that scares you. 
That's great. That's great. Expand on that a little bit. Like how do you, how would you do that? Like challenging yourself outside of comfort zone and doing the things that they're not used to doing on a daily basis? Exactly. So stretch assignments, Mm -hmm. excellence, not perfection. So it's knowing that the first time you do it, no matter what you do, it's very rare that you're a natural at a golf swing or hitting a baseball bat or running. But the more you do it, the better you get. So it all starts with that first step. I think that's number one, but I've got a second one. It's going back to that less with more. It's learning to listen more and be silent. Interesting. That's great. But if you don't listen, you don't learn. That's true. You got two ears and one mouth, right? Exactly. But ask great questions so you can learn. There you go. No, I think it's, uh, that's great. And yeah, I always think about that myself. If I'm not just a little bit uncomfortable, I'm not growing. And I think that's really important for people to continuously be learning and challenging themselves and stepping outside of where they are comfortable. And that's how you grow. So I think that's great advice. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Well, Susan, thank you so much for sharing your journey um, with us today. I think you did an excellent job and I really appreciate you joining me on the podcast. Thank you for including me and have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share the episode with your network. Ready to transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology, just like our other clients at 3M, Comcast, Stryker, and Walgreens? Then reach out at sagemarkhr.com for a free consultation.